0: Welcome back to this week's edition of Motor City Bets. As always, my name is Trevor, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Josh Gitowski. Joshua. How are we doing, buddy? It's been it's been a weekend. We're back to two episodes a week this week. We have March Madness on the fucking horizon. Yes, we do. I am juiced. How are you? Trevor,
1: I'm doing I'm doing great, brother. I'm doing really good. Let's see. I had a up and down weekend. I hopped right back into the gambling cycle. Decided to do, hit up the big UFC card. Um, I hate gambling on the UFC. I was so close. All I needed was Israel Adesanya, I believe his name, to win. He lost. Um, but I have found a new sport that I've fallen in love with and that's the UFC. That is one of the dopest sports to watch. Yeah, I think it's pretty hype. I I think it's incredibly underrated. And then to kind of transition into Sunday, I had a phenomenal day Sunday. Ended up taking MSU money line under and a cover, uh, on Sunday. And I had a nice Pat McAfee boosts for an American to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and my boy Bryson
0: DeChambeau cashed in. That was pretty big, Josh. I'm gonna lie to you. I I saw that bet, and I was like, "Oh my god!" An American to win a an, a tour a tour event in the United States seems super likely. No Americans in the top five Thursday. No Americans a- in the top five Friday. It wasn't until Saturday that we saw Americans top like crack the top five, and I was. I was stressing.
1: Trevor listen to this I heard this statistic two days after I placed this bet and I did the max bet at $50 same so so I put the fucking house I put the mortgage on this bet I didn't know that an American hasn't won the Arnold Palmer Invitational until now since the past four years four fucking years. I didn't
0: know that until just now when you just said that so I was so as a golf guy on the pod, I'm a little bit sad that I didn't have like uh, more more research. Now. I just was like, American Arnold Palmer, duh. Well, I was like, I was like four years. I was like, this was a terrible,
1: but I immediately regret it. But uh, the, I had to stick
0: it out, and God damn it, do I love Bryson DeChambeau! I mean, that's a that's a take that's uh, going to fly a little bit flat of, across golf Twitter and just the golf media in general. He's a uh, He's a mover and a shaker. We'll we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, man. But moving back, you know, sticking with the golf, I guess, for a second here. We have a very big tournament coming up this weekend. I guess right now is probably as good a time as any. Because before we get into talking about any other sports, I just want to break things down. how The show's going to go for everybody. We have the Big Ten tournament coming up for, you know, pre-March Madness here. Yes, sir. That's the biggest game that we're going to see this weekend, folks. That's our big game segment. We're always going to cover some Detroit sports. We have two segments for you, Detroit sports and Big Ten tournament. Before we hop into any of that, though, Josh, I want to get back to our conversation that we were just having the players. The players is oftentimes considered the fifth major. It's a huge golf event. You're going to have the best stars in the world. 48 of the top 50 golfers in the world are going to be there. Uh, it would have been 49, but Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka had to withdraw due to knee injury, and Tiger Woods is out due to the unfortunate tragedy that, that struck him a few weeks ago now. I have no idea, no idea who to bet on in this. I'm going to wait until Thursday morning. I'm just going to kind of like close my eyes and hope, you know. It's going to be one of those kind of bets for me. But I'm pretty excited. I mean, as a big golf guy, it's been 60 degrees in Michigan these past few few days here. Beautiful weather. I've, Gorgeous. Uh, I've already started my golf season in, yes, in sir. Michigan. I I uh, plan to be golfing quite a bit more. Uh, how, many, how, week. How, how many are we at? I've only played three times in 2021. Two of them are in Florida and one of them up here in Michigan. But by the end of the week, I'm mm. hoping to get those numbers up. So uh, I, need, I need. We'll check. We'll for... check back. We'll check back in on Friday. Oh, we're, we're getting. We're already. We're already well on our way. We're already well on our way. I think it's already March. It's, it's March, Josh. It's the first week of March. I, I will play. Yeah. I will get my rounds in. All right. But anyway, Josh, we're a sports betting podcast. We're a Detroit betting bo- sports betting podcast. Let's get back on track to the content that matters, and that is our. Genius takes At sports of So course. Josh I want to hop into our first Segment here And that is of course and as always and will Always be Detroit sports news we Don't get enough coverage Around around the country so I want to I We're going to take this time we're going to focus on us A little bit of course Josh I want to focus In on your Beloved Detroit Pistons what's been going on over the course of the weekend? What do you got for us?
1: Yeah. So the Pistons actually had a really, really busy weekend. I would say Um, the Pistons and Blake Griffin agreed to a $13.3 million buyout. It's the fifth highest buyout in NBA history. Um, Blake Griffin. And I believe that happened on Friday, Friday, Yes, I'm I believe sure. having Friday or Saturday. I believe having Friday, and then on Saturday, he agreed to a deal with the Brooklyn Nets, or maybe that was Sunday. So, uh, best of luck to Blake Griffin in Brooklyn. I hope he's able to get a ring. That man definitely deserves one. Do you think um, the Nets are going to take down the Lakers? It's going to be Nets Lakers, right? I would predict it to be yeah. The Nets now have a very volatile, either starting five or they could even bring Blake off the bench, which would be interesting um, given all this talent that I think he still has in him. Um, but I would say the Lakers for sure once 80s back and healthy, that team's the best in the West without question. And then I would have to probably say right now the Nets. So yeah, Lakers and Nets, I would say for the NBA finals.
0: <laughs> try that stiff G and T brother. Yeah, that one's a bit stiff. I didn't have a ton uh I didn't have a ton of room left in the fifth. So I was like, yeah, you know, we'll just finish it. And uh make yeah. you a little stiffer. Whew. Yeah, that was uh that was you know, it was there. It was there. <laughs> this uh, this podcast I is wish, brought to you spiritually I, <laughs> by gin and tonics. I wish they could have seen
1: your facial reaction. <laughs> your yeah, just take a, just take oh a, my a pretty, pretty hearty
0: sip and, wow, that'll uh, that'll, that'll, that'll get the blood pumping. Woo! All right, Josh. Well, continuing on with the uh, the talk of the the best team in the NBA, according to according to some. Anything else on the Pistons front besides a a farewell wish to a very likable guy in Blake Griffin? Yeah, Pistons
1: start back up the second half of the season on Thursday on the road against the Charlotte
0: Hornets. That's a 7 p.m. tip. I believe you can catch that on Fox Sports Detroit. All right, awesome. Well, we'll stay tuned there, and we'll have a little update on how they did for Friday's episode, because that's right, folks. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we're back to two episodes a week. Let's get excited. All right, Josh. Well, I think since we're, we've we covered, you know, obviously in depth here with the Pistons, there is a little bit of news surrounding the Lions. Do you care to fill us in on what's going on there?
1: Yeah, so the Lions have uh, recently made some pretty big moves on their roster. They've released their starting uh, linebacker Christian Jones, saving them $2.5 million in cap space. And they also released starting quarter, cornerback last year, Desmond Trufant, saving $6.1 million in cap space. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Lions do now at linebacker because we're very, very weak, especially with Jared Davis and Bruno Tavai or whatever that terrible linebacker's name
0: is from Hawaii. So, Yeah, well, I mean, the NFL free agency starts on Friday. So, you know, we have a lot of opportunities, I think. Well, maybe not a lot, but we have opportunities in the free agency department to sign somebody. I'm not and I mean, I don't have a really hot take on on these two moves. I think that our defense was fucking terrible. I think that anybody who knows how to read any kind of fucking stats can tell you our defense is terrible. Anybody who had to suffer through more than one Lions game knows our defense was terrible. And I think that if you're cutting guys on defense, like I don't really see how that's any kind of an issue, at least not on my end. Um, As a fan, I really want to see them try and do some reworking of our defensive structure. So you got to cut a couple guys, fucking who cares? At this point, I don't think either of those guys are going to demand any kind of trade value. So cutting them to save cap space works for me works for me I too. do think that there's another interesting aspect there though by a guy of the name of Kenny hmm Rumors are that on Friday we're going to franchise tag him which makes him a very, very, very hot commodity come the trade deadline this season, provide the Lions are in a position to sell. Which I mean... Seems most likely. We're probably not going to be buying... So uh, I I look look it. for that news here. I mean, obviously credit us credit us if it breaks first, but uh, I do think that Kenny's gonna at least start the season off in Detroit this year, which makes me excited. You know, he's a fucking tremendous young athlete, and I uh, and I really want to see him. You know, kind of take the mantle of being that next great Lions receiver. You know, the Lions are always well known to have fantastic a fantastic receiving core, and I think that he can be the next guy.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a possibility. I, I really don't know what Kenny Galladay's future is. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really interesting. Uh, I, I'd love to keep him here in Detroit, but at the same time, if he has to be a free agent and there's no way we can keep him here, then we let him walk because we're, it's not worth it to keep. And eat his contract and maybe pay a guy 25, 18 million, something like that, somewhere in between there.
0: Well, I don't know if we would want to let him walk. I'm saying I think that we franchise tag him this year and then trade him at the deadline if we can. Yeah. Okay. I w- I think okay. that should be our move. If you'd asked me a year ago, oh like how do you think about getting rid of of Kenny Goddard? I'm like, he's fucking stupid. Like he is our he's our cornerstone guy. Right. But now I feel like with this, with the shuffle of management, the shuffle of coaching, the get the departure of Stafford, I think that we're we're gonna rebuild, and I think that we've been in a rebuild forever. So the fact that they're actually calling it a rebuild is pretty nice, and I think that we're gonna get a chance here. But you know, we're gonna get, as we've said, maybe a thousand times so far on the show, we're gonna get into our takes on the Lions and the NFL offseason. You know, when sports kind of slow down a little bit over the summer, when we actually have some time without anything else going on. But we do have some pretty exciting shit going on right now in Detroit sports. And that is our Detroit fucking Tigers. We are a Tigers baseball podcast. Absolutely. Our in our hearts, that's what we are. We're striving to be that. We're manifesting it. We have it on the manifestation board to be. The Detroit Tigers guys. And they're winning, Josh. They are, Trevor. It's spring training, so it doesn't really matter. Nope. But it matters to me as a voice, a partial voice of the Detroit sports Tigers media. To see them win at any level is a win for me personally. Oh, absolutely. When I see those ESPN notifications of the Tigers securing those dubs, brings a little bit of joy to my heart, Josh. And oh, you know yeah. what? You know what? COVID restrictions are lifting in Michigan. They are. Come April, we can go to Tigers games. I'm going to go to a game in April, Josh. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to go I'm, ahead and do it. I'm fired up for it. Like, you're going to catch me live at a Tigers game. And it's going to be sweet, man. I'm, I'm fucking here for it. My summer is planned. Tigers games are in my future, and I'm excited. Like That's just it. I'm excited. You I'm so excited. To to that? No, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait for the Tigers season to kick off here shortly. I mean, we're big Detroit Tigers guys, and we're just happy to, to provide that, that kind of insight for you guys. So get excited with us. Let's not focus on the numbers. Let's not focus on the fact that we're terrible. Let's just focus on the fact that we're having fun. But we're like terrible, terrible. But we're having fun. Oh, yeah. And speaking of teams that are are having fun. Talk to me, Trevor. Let's look at the Michigan state fucking Spartans. Woo. Talk about a team that's, that's just enjoying where they are right now. You know, we've beaten three top five teams in, you know, two and a half weeks. Was that good? Josh, three top five teams. That's the, you know what? I'd say that's all right. It's not bad. How about beating, your in-state rival on the last game of your season on senior night. Is that good? Okay. That, I'd say that's, that's impressive, yeah. How about punching your ticket to March Madness for the 23rd straight year, Josh? Is that good? That's... Now, that's that's really good. I... When we started this show, Josh, uh, I think you and I both were like, "All right, Michigan State's out of it." And we we started immediately going into the coping mechanisms of not seeing Michigan State in the tournament. Well, I would, I didn't say they were completely out of it. I was out. there. I said there was a
1: very slim chance. I, but I thought they so, were out.
0: Transparently, I thought they were done. Somehow, some way, they persevered. I am so fucking excited for this team. I'm so excited for Josh Langford. I'm so excited for Tom Izzo. I'm so excited for, you know, just everyone who's still at Michigan State. You know, it's been tough. It's been real tough for the, for the kids in college. I mean, I think that you can attest to that pretty easily. And, you know, to have that kind of like rallying point, something that's so consistent, you know, it's been our entire lifetimes. I'm excited that we get a chance to continue that, to continue things going. I think that this team might yeah, I, I saw uh, I saw the projected to be like a 10 or 11 seed going into the tournament, which I think is fucking better than I thought. I think it's pretty fair. And I think that it just kind of continues the whole fucking idiom of January, February is a You know, there's been a lot of people who question it because we haven't won too many national championships. But to see the way that this team has had to face that adversity and the way they've overcame it, like, Josh, it's fucking inspiring. These uh, these post-game interviews with Izzo have left me fucking just like, I don't know, man, ready to jump through a fucking brick wall. So I do want to transition just from me fucking stroking off Michigan State get into a little bit more analysis of the games, which is where you have the expertise. What were your thoughts on this series against Michigan? Obviously, we dropped a bad one on Thursday against Michigan at home or in Ann Arbor, rather. We came back and we won on Sunday in East Lansing. Run us through a little bit on your thought process on this game. Do you think that that Thursday loss really means too much moving forward? Where do you where do you think we stand more on like the technical side as opposed to like me being on the fan side? No, yeah, let's see. To, Keanu, to kind of kick things off, Aaron Henry is carrying this team. It's yeah, really, it's it's yeah. impressive. He yeah, no. he took losing personally, and he's like, "Nah, we're done."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the things that he's done to really take this team to kind of like a another level and the way he's really trying to execute and take this team from a leadership perspective and also from a playing perspective. And he's, he's really putting together a phenomenal closure to to this junior season of his,
0: where do we go next? Then we go to Mark Watts. He put together the game. I'm going to stop. I'm I'm, going to stop you right there, sir. Mark Watts has earned his rocket back. He's earned his rocket back. He's rocket Watts once more completely for reasons. I think you're about to describe
1: rocket Watts
0: had the game of his life when
1: we needed it most. And, uh, last thing do not underappreciate Josh Langford, Uh, That man has done so much for this team, for this university. He is one of the most underrated Spartans, I would say here, over the course of his career at Michigan State. On and off the court, Josh Langford's a special player and a special talent, and even a more special person, I would say. The The things this man can do is incredible. Uh, I'm a huge Josh Langford fan. I'm excited to see where his career kind of takes him. Moving forward, um, we got Michigan State and Maryland Thursday morning at 1130 a.m.,
0: We'll get into that in a second. Here, Josh, I do want to, I want to focus up. I got, I got one last thing I want to add to this. Go ahead. I do think that Josh Langford, Langford if I had to like, say one word to define him, it's just class. That man has been beaten down. He's faced adversity on a very personal level with all of his different injuries. While well, he's had to see his teammates just fucking thrive. And like, he's such a competitor. You know, I've, I've heard in interviews, he's been like, yeah, like I was really happy to see those teams win. But like, I wanted to be a part of it and to see him physically will this team into that realm is fucking incredible. Um, I had a class of him when I was at Michigan state and he's one of the most personal people alive. Uh, you know, he's just such a fucking good guy and Izzo after their win against Indiana a couple of weeks ago, you know, he went on and on. He's like, Hey, like, we talked about this in the, in the, in the last podcast, just, how much praise is it had for Langford? I think it, it really shows, you know, just to see this team fucking click. It's just exciting. We spent a lot of time joking around on this show, talking about how fucking miserable it is to be <laughs> a Detroit sports fan, how much loss we have to see, how much incompetence, how many star players just end up leaving or retiring. And to see a guy like Josh Langford put it all together and really draw and and, and, and make, make this team, like, gel and come together it's fucking awesome and i really hope that they have a fantastic big 10 tournament which we will talk about in our next segment and a fantastic march madness man i'm fucking excited that that's that's essentially all i got here yeah uh,
1: that's some that's some great insight trevor do you think uh you think this team one last question here as we wrap up Michigan State basketball. Do you think this team's got a little you
0: think they're destined for a little Big Ten or a little March Madness run? You know, Josh, I don't want to get too optimistic. Um, I don't wanna be I don't wanna to be too bullish on this team, but I do think that they have an opportunity here to show themselves and to, sh- and, to, and, to and to be that team that everyone thinks of when they think of Michigan State basketball. That being said, this team is still very much the same team that walks into a game against Iowa and loses by 30. Or <laughs> walks into an important game against Michigan and loses by 30. <sighs> these guys have had to put up an incredible amount of effort these past you know few weeks. And I think that they're tired. But I also think they're hungry, which makes it kind of a dichotomy a little bit. I think that... Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them have a slight run at this Big Ten tournament, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. As far as March Madness, you know, I need to see the seeding and and all that kind of stuff. You know, it really depends on their opponents. I do think that this team plays up to their competition level a little bit better than other Michigan State teams I've seen in the past. So I kind of prefer that – I would prefer Michigan State to have to take the most underdog route possible in the tournament. I think that when they're severe underdogs and everyone's like, nah, this Michigan State team's terrible. They're never going to do anything. That's when they've proven themselves the most. So I think if they have a hard road in the tournament, you know, quote-unquote hard road, I think that's when they're going to see them play a little bit better. But honestly, man, like, let's not look too far ahead here. It all starts with Maryland on Thursday at 1130. But, Josh, we do have one last Detroit sports team. My wings. To talk about before we end this segment. And you're right. you goddamn Detroit Red Wings. Josh, I wish we were recording together here so we could have a, almost a moment of silence. Because this oh, team no. has become terrible again. Like this oh, team is also still fucking bad. This Shri- team is good enough to not be terrible all the time. But they're not good enough to be good. Shriva, I three think second. that people think about it. Yeah, let's take a three seconds here. Is everyone like? Let's. All right, I'm gonna count us down. Three, two, one, go. We're gonna hold our breaths. We're gonna. We're gonna think about our Detroit Red Wings for three seconds here. All right, three, two, one, go. Oh, beautiful, wow. Josh. That was very meditative. I feel much more at peace now. Whew. Yeah, it there might. Cha- it might change the way I'm thinking about this team. Oh, um, I, I like to hear that. Unfortunately unfortunately i'm not sure it does the only positive <laughs> i you know what no no, no josh no it's 2021 it's a new year new year new me i know we're three we're almost three and a half months into this year but new year new me i'm born <laughs> a positive <laughs> year the detroit rowings have had five days of rest now that may not sound like a lot but they had dylan larkin out he returned to practice yesterday they had tyler bertuzzi out he's skating again you get Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin and the rest of their team COVID free and like relatively healthy. This team's so bad. But but better than they were. And that's all we can hope for. Our Detroit Red Wings play tonight, Tuesday night, March 9th, 2021, against the Tampa Bay Lightning at 730 on Fox Force Detroit. Hammer the lightning. Um, I we'll get to that point when we get to the picks. Little teaser for you guys when we get to our picks segment. Ooh, little little teaser. But Josh, that's you know that's about all I have for the state of, of Detroit sports. I think that for our professional sports, we're still obviously in the same spot we've been all year. I don't really foresee that changing. <laughs> Besides the beloved Detroit Tigers, I think that they might have that spark. They're at least been fun to watch so far. As for college basketball, um, Michigan's expected to make deep runs. I don't, I don't put much stock into that. Not a Michigan fan, so fuck them. Interesting. Uh, Michigan State, no one expects anything out of. Michigan State as an underdog, I feel like always does better than when they're favored, so no betting advice to that. I think if you're a fan of us in Michigan, you need to bet for your heart. You know, If you're a Michigan State fan, you got to roll with the Sparty Dogs. If you're a fucking Wolverine fan, then you got to fuck yourself, but also roll with your team. Anything else, Josh, from a Detroit sports update, part of this segment before we move on to the Big Ten Tourney Breakout? Now let's let's dive into this Big Ten tourney, Trevor. Let's do it. All right, Josh. Well, we're approaching quickly here the time that I become a massive college basketball fan. Let's go. Ride I feel like me. in spring, you know, like there's new leaves being bo- like 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 blossoming, flowers. Yeah, there's, you there's the flowers blooming, and the baby deers are getting born. Like life's returning back to normal. People are getting vaccinated. And people like me are going on journeys where they just completely discredit college basketball for the majority of their lives. And then second half of Marshall's around and all of a sudden you got me and a bunch of other motherfuckers who are big fans. Now, Josh, we have a beautiful opportunity here. This is the first chance that we have as sports betters to do it in proper sports books. And I'm fucking excited. And we're going to get into our March Madness predictions once Selection Sunday happens. So it's going to be next week's Tuesday show. But it starts with conference tournaments. And naturally, we're going to have to focus in on our conference, which is the Big Ten, which is by far the best conference. So, Josh... Let's get into it, buddy. Where do you want to start?
1: Let's start. Let's start with game number one. Uh, I'm not going to do much of these Wednesday games. These are the 11, 12, 13, 14 seeds. So game
0: one is going to be Minnesota Northwest. Do you want uh, do? You, do you mind if I run through the seeds real quick? Just so can yeah, like, have ahead. A, a mental idea here. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So there's obviously 14 teams in the Big Ten because, you know, Big Ten. Why would there only be 10 teams? We're going to start things off with number one, Michigan, number two, Illinois, number three, Iowa, number four, Purdue, number five, Ohio State, number six, Wisconsin, number seven, Rutgers, number eight, Maryland, number nine, Michigan State, number 10, Indiana, number 11, Penn State, number 12, Northwestern, number 13, Minnesota, number 14, Nebraska. All right, Josh, sorry. Go ahead. Game one of the tournament. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to uh, name the teams, Give my picks. Not my actual picks for the segments, but just my predictions. Yes, sir. Let's let go. go all all right, right. Good. Game one, Minnesota, Northwestern. Give me Minnesota. I'm Anchor. actually taking Northwestern. All right. Uh, game two, Nebraska, Penn State. Give me Penn State. Penn State all the way. No chance. Nebraska stands no chance. Now we're going to roll into Thursday a little bit and maybe do a little more game breakdown. All right. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Thursday, tipping off at 11.30 a.m. We got Michigan State versus Maryland. Michigan State got their ass handed to them by Maryland. Uh, Last time the two teams met, that was in um, Maryland. It was at Maryland. And... I think this is going to be a different game. I, I like I like Sparty here. I like Sparty even if they are underdogs. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they are underdogs. This may be like a minus one and a half game for Maryland or something. It'll be maybe even it's a push. I don't know. It'll it might be a pick'em
0: game. It'll be really interesting to see. What are your thoughts here, Trevor? I have a stat for you, Josh. Michigan State has won four of six of the last six games against Maryland. Oh, uh, I do like that stat. That's a very happy stat. They just most recently lost to Maryland in a brutal fashion. This game is a clear statement game for these Michigan State Spartans. They're they're frisky. They're playing with some confidence. They just upset Michigan, as we talked about. Like This is is a big statement game for this team. They're going to have, for the first time in the past month and a half, some actual rest. Um, and not COVID rest like actual. They can practice. They can they can take their time. They can prepare for this as they normally would. I think Michigan State's gonna come out fucking swinging on this game. Pretty excited for it. Eleven thirty sounds like most of my afternoon on Thursday is gonna be eaten up by that. Pretty juiced. Oh, well, I'm excited.
1: All right, let's move over to game number four, which will be happening 25 minutes after the Michigan State-Maryland game, which is going to be either Minnesota or Northwestern versus Ohio State. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much statistically about this game because it is one of my picks for uh, for the segments, but um, I was actually really surprised to see Ohio State as the five seed. Um, they've been a top... 10 team the past like three or four weeks i would say um but then i thought about it and i was like oh well maybe all their losses have come in the big 10 and they've had a couple of losses recently illinois michigan state um so it makes sense why they're at five but that's a that's a very good
0: basketball team i'll tell you that I think this is a big get-right game for Ohio State. This isn't one of my picks, so I'm going to talk a little bit about it if you don't mind. Go right ahead, sir. It doesn't really matter, I don't think, if they're playing either Minnesota or Northwestern. I think that they will struggle a little bit more against Northwestern just because they play with that edge a little bit more. Minnesota's kind of like tail between the legs. They're out this year, regardless of anything. I, I don't think they're really playing with that intensity. That being said, Ohio State's lost a couple games relatively embarrassingly lately. I fully expect Ohio State to come out fully guns blazing, like ready to go. Um, I think that this is going to be, as I said, a a get right game. They're going to try and find themselves for the tournament. I don't think that they're in a position where they feel as confident as they might want to or as they might feel like they deserve. So I feel bad for whichever team is going to end up playing them. Um, I think I actually might even hammer the spread here which goes against my playoff beliefs just in general. But whatever that line may become, I think that hammering the spread favoring Ohio State feels like a safe bet. We'll see, Trevor. We'll see. All right, let's move on
1: to game number five, 6.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. We've got Indiana and Rutgers. This game's kind of interesting to me. Um, I really like Rutgers with Geo Baker and Ron Harper Jr. Indiana's also really good with Trace Jackson. I would probably say Rutgers in this game. I like I like the, the the duo of Geo Baker and Ron Harper more than
0: just Trace Jackson. Um, what are you thinking here, Trev? See, Josh, I on paper. You look at these two teams, I'm leaning towards Rutgers. But you also have to remember now, I think the Indiana head coach, whose name is escaping me, he's playing for his job. I believe it's Archie Miller. Yep, it's Archie Miller. That sounds right. Archie Miller provide that's actually, actually the head coach. He's, he, he's going to be coaching for his job. If he loses against Rutgers in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, he's done. Really? You think yeah, so? I think he's in hot water. I, I think that that loss against Michigan State kind of kind of harmed him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Indiana is a is a so called blue blood, and they're not. They haven't looked like it in forever. Fun was, stat for you in this game: if you're a senior at Indiana, you've never played or been a fan of. If you're not a basketball player at Indiana, which most people on earth aren't, you've never experienced March Madness. You've never experienced winning. I think that Archie Manning... (laughs) I think Archie Manning's going to be a great quarterback eventually. (laughs) Uh, Completely different sport, completely different topic. I think Archie Miller here is on the hot seat. And I think that he needs to coach a perfect game against Rutgers to keep himself safe. So my brain and heart are telling me to go Moneyline, Indiana. But Rutgers is a good fucking team. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that if that line is anything more than four and a half, I'm gonna hammer Rutgers. If it's anything more than four and a half, I'm saying if Rutgers is plus four and a half or more, I, I'm think, taking, Ruck, I think I'm, Rutgers I'm taking Rutgers to be, cover
1: for sure. Rutgers is gonna be favored. Are they? Yeah, they're the seventh seed, I'm pretty sure. Oh, shoot. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, yeah, wow. they are. They're the seventh seed. And so they should the obviously be favored in this game. No and then problem.
0: you know what? Then you know what, Josh? Complete me not being able to read is going to completely flip my whole take that I was about oh, to go. Let's down. go. Lock it in. I'm taking Indiana here. Oof. I think we've heard in the sports gambling world quite often the hungry dog runs faster. I think Indiana is going to be the hungrier team. I think they're going to run a little bit faster. I'm taking Indiana here, Josh.
1: I like that. I like that, Trevor. All right, let's move on to game number six. 25 minutes after game number five, also on Big Ten Network. Trevor, you and I are predicting it to be Penn State, Wisconsin. I think this is pretty easy. That seems pretty
0: safe. On, uh, on Wisconsin, baby. That's my yeah. Pick. I mean, it's, that seems yeah. like a pretty much a no brainer here. Um, uh, it, I, it's hard to it. get. It's hard to spend too much time talking about because we don't yeah. really know. But Wisconsin's a good fucking team. I think that they've you know Wisconsin in both football and basketball has kind of suffered from COVID this year. I think they're gonna they're yeah it's just Wisconsin fucking yeah they're they're, they're gonna do what they need to do. I. I think that we should probably save Friday for Friday's show. Um, I like that. Just because we're obviously going to record Thursday night. And then we're going to have a chance to. There's a lot of unknowns in the, uh, in the lineups on Friday, obviously. So I think that what we want to what I want to do now. We don't know who these teams are going to play, but we know who half the opponents are. Let's roll through. Let's take a look. Let's, let's just talk briefly about what that might look like. So at first here, Friday, we have Michigan versus the winner of either Michigan State or Maryland. Not going to spend too much time talking about because we don't want to look like idiots on Friday. Michigan's the number one seed for a reason. Rather they play Maryland or rather they play Michigan State. I think they probably have a pretty good chance. Any any thoughts on that, Josh?
1: Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how Michigan plays coming off of, you know, uh, the loss to Michigan State. Uh, definitely a hard fought battle between the two teams. Not really sure. Um, I, I don't know if it'll be a benefit or hurtful uh, that. Michigan has had the time off between the Michigan State game and now uh, their first Big Ten tournament game, so it'll be interesting to see how if there is any rest and if not, uh, kind of how that team rebounds from the Michigan
0: State game, depending on who they play in that matchup. Yeah, I think it. Also, I think it's going to come down to how much they recover from injuries that they sustained. That yeah, that Eli Brooks injury really really hurts them. I, oh, yeah, I haven't seen anything about like how that's turned out, but if it's, you know, more serious than it, a few it, days, which it looks like it might have been. By the way, he was carried off the court. Um it looks like it might be a season ending. Yeah, it doesn't injury. it didn't look good and you know, thoughts and prayers out to that guy. I hope of I hope course. he has a speedy recovery. No one wants to see anybody, you know, go down in a in a brutal way like he did. No, never. Um but if he's not there, Dude, I just don't... I don't think this Michigan team is as complete without him. Obviously, you got a bunch of guys who are are phenomenal. Uh, that freshman Hunter Dickinson stud. Um, but he played like shit against Michigan State. And I think that either Michigan State or Maryland is going to pose quite a threat. So we'll see, man. Um, moving on to the next game here, we have the winner of game four which, once again, is going to be Ohio State versus the winner of game one, which, once again, is going to be Minnesota or Northwestern. Um, let's just go off-seeding here, Josh, and suggest maybe it's Ohio State versus Purdue. It doesn't really matter. I think Purdue is going to win this game. I think Purdue is a all-around team. They always are an all-around team. They peak at the right time. I think that Purdue wins this. I'm putting it out there. I don't even know who they're going to fucking play. There's a three different possibilities, three different teams that could play, like Purdue in this spot.
1: Interesting, interesting. I, on the other hand, like Ohio State if they're to make it to this game. Uh, this is a good Ohio State team. Dwayne Washington is an incredible guard leading this team. Uh, they've got great uh, front court uh, with uh, I believe his name's EJ Liddell. He's a he's a very talented forward for them.
0: So. I like Ohio State there. See, I think that Purdue is one of those teams that really performs under pressure and performs in the tournament style. They do. Um, they got kind of screwed in 2019. And I think that, you know, obviously with COVID, you know, taking away from us March Madness in 2020, I think a lot of these tournament-style teams, you know, Purdue, Michigan State, Wisconsin – I think you're going to see some efforts out of them that otherwise might not make sense. And I think that even though Purdue is going to be ranked higher than whatever team they play here, I think that like carrying on that momentum of not having the tournament last year is going to keep them kind of a little bit above the competition. That might be a hot take. That's not really backed by science, data, or numbers. It's just kind of my gut feeling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when, I'm, when I'm inevitably wrong on Friday, we can all be like, ha <laughs> Trevor's a dumbass, and that's fair. But, you know, you got to stay with what you think. And that's going to move us over to the next game on Friday, which gives us Illinois versus the winner of Game 5. Game 5 is once again going to be Indiana versus Rutgers. Josh and I are contested on this. I don't think we're going to be contested on the on the, on the next part of this game. I think know. No. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think, it's, I think, it doesn't matter. I, it, it doesn't matter who's playing Illinois. It's a good team. It's a very they're, very they're going to play a very well. good team. Holy yeah. cow! Oh yeah, Um, Yeah, not much to say there. Obviously, without knowing the teams, we're going to get into a more in depth breakdown on how Friday's going to look on Friday's show. But before that, Josh, we have. Winner of game six, which is going to be the winner of game two versus Wisconsin, which for people who may not remember is Nebraska versus Penn State. Josh and I, you and I both agreed Penn State. Penn State versus Wisconsin. Hypothetically, obviously, I'm probably going to go Wisconsin. I would too. Wisconsin versus Iowa. A hypothetical here, Josh. Uh, this is more so for us to you know look stupid on on Friday when no team that makes sense is there. But anyway, Wisconsin versus Iowa. Josh, what are your thoughts a little bit? How do you think these two teams match up if they get a chance to meet each other on Friday? I think
1: Wisconsin's worst matchup is Iowa. Luka Garza can destroy their front court. I like Iowa. I don't know. Depends on the spread of this game. I could see it being at like five and a half, maybe three and a half. If I could get it at like two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, I would bite on that. Um, But if not, I definitely like
0: Iowa in this game. I think Luka Garza is going to have a very, very good game. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I do think that Wisconsin probably poses the biggest threat to Iowa just because, you know, they play a really, like, grinding style of college basketball. But I don't think that they have the the. I just don't think they have the athletes to get past this this Iowa team. This Iowa team is built really strong. Um, I think they're going to go pretty far in the tournament, but we'll get there when we get there. And so, Josh, that pretty much wraps up where we stand so far. Uh, Big Ten championship is going to be on Sunday, March thirteenth, and Selection Sunday follows right after. So let's uh, let's hope that the Michigan state Spartans can put up a good performance here. They're already pretty much locked to the tournament. I, I yep. don't want to say a hundred percent, but I think they're 99.99. So we're good there. No stress off our back. Let's just go back and enjoy some basketball without a doubt. I think that if Michigan state finds a way somehow to win this tournament, which I don't think that they will, but if they do, which would be rare, um, it'd be pretty fucking sick. And I think that could bode some pretty serious potential. I think if Michigan state can beat Maryland and provide they beat Maryland they have to play Michigan again. I don't think they beat Michigan twice this year. It's just this Michigan team's too good. But if we can keep it within like a 10 point game against Michigan, I think we at least make it to the sweet 16 in the tournament. Um. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll, we'll 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 get there when we get there, Josh. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Oh yeah, but you know, there's a big, big fucking week of college basketball coming up. College basketball is going to be the talk of all the commercials, all of the fucking Twitter, all of all sports betting podcasts, and we're no different there. So we're really excited. Couldn't be more happy. But Josh, we do have one last segment for the people. And that's the segment that we always end with. It's our picks. The picks. Without further ado, Josh, let's get into it. Let's roll, baby. So, I am a proud, a proud 721 and 1. Hey, let's go. I went an impressive 0 3 last weekend, which puts me promptly back in my roots, Josh. I felt uncomfortable winning some games. It felt nice to lose everything again to mm-hmm. keep myself humble. Of you know, course. if I start winning, it's not about season one, Josh. You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at 2022. You know, if I start winning all my games right now, 2022 people are going to be like, oh my God, Trevor, he's such a fucking game. like, oh, we got, we got to go with him. And no, man, like I want to be the underdog then. Of course. I'm, I'm saving myself for the world to return back to normalcy to yeah. really heat up. Oh, which is why I went 0 for three last weekend, you know. I'm just trying to save myself. Yeah, I'm trying to provide bets that people can fade and win money on. Look at you. It's a little bit humble. A little bit humble. I well, I wouldn't say that about myself, but if someone wants to say it about me, I wouldn't deny it. And Josh, I think that you, sir, are thirteen and eighteen, which is not great, but not bad. You were you were one and two last week. Which is significantly better than... (laughs) So, Josh, I'm going to, for the... uh, Who even knows how many times during the course of this show you won. I'm going to give you the chance to go first here, Josh. Let's hear your picks this upcoming week. All right. I'm going to
1: kick... All my picks are, unfortunately, on Thursday. I like that. Get them out of the way. Well, they're not out of the way. They're last minute. That's what I'm saying. Getting on the way late. Okay. All right. Yeah. So my first one is going to be MSU versus Maryland. I don't know um, what the spread is going to be for this game. It's probably going to be Maryland minus two and a half, something like that. Uh, I may even move the line to like MSU minus two and a half. I think Sparty wins. Um, But if you can't do that in your sports books, hammer MSU money line. I think I think Sparty gets a uh, part three matchup with Michigan
0: on Friday. See, Josh, my first pick of of the weekend also is going to be Michigan State money line against Maryland. So I think we're in a green, sir, sir. Uh, I like that. Why don't you uh, go ahead and tell me your second pick, good sir? Well, my second pick, you don't even have to wait a whole day. It comes right to you tonight tuesday Ooh. night okay and we're gonna do something a little bit different here so josh i have lost my ass on this show mm-hmm. gambling yeah of course and when you lose josh and you do the same thing for weeks and weeks and weeks in a row and you go for three as many times as i have you gotta burn your playbook oh okay so yeah. i'm officially my playbook is in hot water i'm not burning it quite yet but the playbook playbook is in hot water josh with the playbook in hot water, I gotta look outside the playbook. Gotta, we gotta peer at different angles. So my different angle here is taking Austin Matthews to score at least two points Tuesday night. Okay. okay. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, "Whoa, two points is a lot of points in the National Hockey League," and you're right. But this man's a fucking freak, and he's gonna do it at some point. So why mm-hmm. not tonight? Why not tonight? So they play against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, at least according to the score. The Vesna level goalie is not expected to start. I think that Austin Matthews has a field day. And I'm hoping that Austin Matthews has a field day. They play the Jets tomorrow night, eight thirty on T S N, which none of us living in Detroit have. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Josh, what would be your second
1: pick, sir? My second pick, uh NBA is kicking back off on Wednesday night, but I'm taking some Thursday night basketball. Uh give me the Timberwolves versus the Pelicans. I'm gonna do a little parlay. Give me the Pelicans
0: money line and the over. Ooh, okay, okay, sure. Like to hear that, sir. Like to hear that. Um I, I feel like that's I feel like that's pretty safe, especially the Pelicans over. And, you know, we've talked about that stat beforehand. Pelicans are the number one over team in North America across any sport. My favorite thing is that one time I put them on my pick segment for this podcast, the the over doesn't hit. Yeah, it's actually very statistically improbable. So you should be safe this time around. I hope so, Trevor. Hard to say. I hope so. I hope so for you, too, as a friend. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I'm going to go ahead, Josh, and give you my third pick. Lay it on me, brother. As we've discussed earlier on the show, our Detroit Red Wings are facing the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, Tuesday night. First game in five games. They're coming off a big rest. They're going to get their captain back. Uh, emotional game. Everyone hates Tampa Bay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It doesn't matter. Tampa Bay is going to absolutely fucking... Fuck the Detroit Red Wings. I'm taking them to win by at least three. I'm moving the line. They're winning by three or more goals. So technically, the bet would be Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Wow, Trevor. It feels treacherous. I feel dirty, Josh. I feel like I fucking wronged my boys, but I've lost so much fucking money betting on the wings, and don't worry, people. Like I'm still gonna put money on the wings money line. It's just not gonna be on my picks. <laughs> like don't worry, it's still happening. It's just officially, I think Tampa Bay wins this game by three goals, at least. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, that's a. It's a sad pick, but it's a pick. It, it is a sad pick, but it is a pick. You're goddamn right, sir. All right, so my third and final pick is going to be the game one winner. So, Northwestern or Minnesota versus Ohio State. Uh, it's simple. This Ohio State Ohio State team is a top ten team in the country. Uh, I like Ohio State to cover here, no matter what the spread is. Even if it's, I'd see. It, I could see it being about eight and a half. I'd love for it to be at six and a half, but uh, as long as it's below,
0: I'd say eleven and a half, I'm going to take Ohio State. I feel like that's pretty fair. Um, you know, since it's on your ticket, doesn't matter if that spread's minus twenty; like you're taking Ohio State to cover. But that I am. But I think that's a very fair bet, sir. Ohio State. I mean, it's Ohio State. They're going to be good at athletics. Their basketball teams have been fantastic this year. I, 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 I like your picks, Josh. And that, like as I said, as a friend, I hope you succeed. As a competitor on the show, I hope you go in three. Nothing personal. It's just business. And Josh, unfortunately, that kind of wraps up our business on today's show. It does. What a shame. Oh, oh, no. True shame. Fortunately, though, we will be back on Friday. So check us out on Friday dun, dun, dun. on iTunes, on Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Motor City Bets. We've been a little bit slow on, uh, on Motor City Bets on Twitter, but don't worry with the tournament and with Kicking college basketball up. wrapping up, we have your back. We're here for you guys. We want you guys to win with us or win baiting us. That's probably how you're going to win. Either way, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Once again, that's 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a gambling problem. Josh and I strive to always bet responsibly. When we win, we pull out. That's what winners do. Absolutely. Josh. It's been a fucking pleasure to hear your beautiful voice on the airwaves again. Everybody else, I cannot wait to reconnect with you on Friday. Have a good week. Win your bets. Let's fucking go. Peace. Peace.